0: Hey everybody, it's George Ardano. You know who the hell it is. Uh, This week we got, oh my lord, we got a great episode with a man I'm honored to have on the podcast, Dave Merhej. This guy's a goddamn powerhouse. He's got a smile that could brighten a 50 mile radius at night. No sun. And on top of that, this guy fucks. Uh, What a a stupid bit that I started with him at a show that we had together. Uh, But when you see this guy, if you look up a photo of him, mm, you'll know what I mean. Uh, You're going to notice in this intro right now that my voice is completely shot. Why is my voice shot? Well, I got belligerently drunk for three days straight upstate, baby. Um, Oh, my God. Every single time I'm trying to do a voice, it's like falling apart. (laughs) Um, I went upstate for Labor Day weekend with, uh, some of my closest friends, and, you know, I thought we were gonna enjoy some of this nature shit, you know, uh, find a swimming hole, uh, maybe take a hike, something like that, and, um, we really just spent three days getting, uh, getting kind of blackout in a, in a room, uh, on our own, and, uh, I had the time of my fucking life. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I didn't even plan on it, but the vibes were just, uh, purely immaculate, and I had to follow suit, um, couldn't help myself, just, uh, these moments where you're with, uh, you're not, you're not at, like, a Project X-style giant house party with people, I don't know, fucking dying in the basement kind of shit, but you're just, like, at a, at, at a, at a house with five or six of your closest friends, you're dancing past midnight all the way to 3 a.m., blasting each other's favorite songs, getting belligerent, yelling, screaming, no judgment, you're free. Those are honestly the best nights of... For me, my, those are the best t- nights of my life. Because... That feeling of freedom that that you felt is... is as children, as kids, where where you're not really, you know, feeling judgment, you're just kind of being yourself, you're doing what's fun, everyone's bouncing off of each other. Um I mean that 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 kind of uh environment is few and far uh between, I feel, the older that you get, just because of the world that we live in, you know? And I, I feel like a lot of people are, are scared of uh of being judged when they let loose that's that's why we drink alcohol honestly it's to get loose to feel like a kid that's the only excuse you have after the age of 18 to shit your pants <laughs> that and my furious IBS but um and I love flaming Hot Cheetos and I will not give them up um I just really enjoyed it I think I really needed it um Of course it was all safe. We've all been safe. So there's no issue with uh, the quarantine or anything like that. Um, It felt good to do that. I haven't done a... It's been six months before I even had an opportunity to take a trip like that. I don't know. Uh, I had a fantastic time. and, um, And I would do it again this weekend and every weekend after that. If I could turn every Friday night to Sunday afternoon into just me with the homies getting blasted, I'd do it. But that's because I I have terrible work ethic sometimes and uh I'd rather my life be fun than uh than work. <laughs> okay, that being said, guys, this episode is truly I had a goddamn blast doing it. Dave really is a ray of sunshine. He is he's hilarious. He gives us honest answers. He's He's vulnerable. He's with it. He knows exactly what the hell I'm going for. He's a man who's done this before, you know? And I think you guys are going to have. My voice is so shot. I think you guys are going to have a fucking fabulous time listening to him. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. And um, kiss, kiss. (laughs) I hated that. Everybody, I'm here with my homie Dave Marej. What's up, Davey? Yeah. Let's well, go. Thank you, thank Let's you go. for having me, dude. Thank you for doing it. I actually, uh, when I asked you to do it, I went back and I listened to your to your fucking album. What uh, What's the <laughs> name? 2018. What was oh, the one good in 2018? Bad grammar. Good friend, bad grammar. Bro, when yeah. someone when someone first of all, you start off so fucking strong that I love it when you're just like, yo, I'm a fucking rapper. Like you're like, I fucking love rap beef. <laughs> That's my
1: shit right there. I came, I came out Jack, dude. I, I came out Jack, man.
0: That's like you've never done coke before. You're like, I'm filming my my fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you rip three lines, and you're like, yo, Pusha T had shit to say.
1: No, I was genuinely like still pissed off about that. I love me and my brother Joe love rap beefs. And watching them. Um, like, remember those beef DVDs that would come out? Like we were big fans of those. So that's always been something I just love getting into.
0: You referenced something I've never heard of in my fucking life. A oh, beef DVD? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. They're like beef DVDs. So they, they did Chronicles. Like they did three of them, I think. And they talk about the 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 history of the beefs of like between 50 and Ja Rule. And they, Tupac and Biggie. They go into like detail of all these different beefs. Ice Cube and Common.
0: It's great. What? Yeah. Bro, what's what's ja Rule's government name again? You know it.
1: All Jeffrey Atkins. I know a lot you of the government. Name. Names. DMX is Earl Simmons. Um, Calvin Brodus is uh, Snoop Dogg.
0: So many names. I was thinking yeah. of a. Uh, I was thinking of a. Uh, uh, my rapper name would be uh, Lil Limp Dick, but I just <laughs> I. <laughs> Mine is
1: like so not funny. It's kind of like it's an old man. It's Quest. <laughs> like, <I'm... laughs> Like I'm 45, <laughs> rapping.
0: Bro, what you up to? You know, adventure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every day, if your rap name was Quest, you would get you take your head off the pillow every morning and go, "What's in store for me today, baby?" <laughs> Just that positive mindset. You'd be a positive rapper, bro. You'd I would be have like-
1: back- <laughs> the backpack rapper, dude. <laughs>
0: rolling up bro what's in the bag i don't know snacks is anyone fucking hungry (laughs) 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 bro i feel like did you have you ever felt well you have the support of your brother i'm the only one in my family who um who likes rap no one in my family my little brother fucks with it now he fucks with all those new uh soundcloud rappers he fucks with that kind of brand I never really did. I always like I got into it through fucking like Kanye and shit like that yeah. when I was younger. Did did you ever feel like what kind of music do your parents listen to?
1: Not rap, I'll tell you that. But my dad, yeah. my dad will listen to uh, Arabic, like Arabic singers. Like, but it's like he has it. He has tapes. He used to have tapes when tapes was was done, and he <laughs> like, like he I'd get in his car and he'd be playing them, and they sounded like. They were recorded in a basement somewhere. But then now he's found a radio station that plays like Lebanese or just Arab singers, uh, Middle Eastern singers. So that's what he listens to. My mom will grab it. Like when we were kids, I played like Snoop's album and she dug it. Like the first Bird? one, and I let it play too long. And when I came home, she took this round tape. She un- took the tape out like and just ripped it apart. What? And then um, she was big into juveniles, Back that ass up. Jesus. It's like weird. My sister was big into like, you know, she'll listen to rap, and I don't think really cares that much anymore. Just kids. Um, My brother, John and Joe, for sure. We talk about rap all the time.
0: That's the thing, bro. Rap is one of those things. I feel like even more so than like rock music, like rap is just one of those things I could pull up to a, to a spot or anything like that and talk outside for like 30 minutes about what happened this week.
1: Yeah it's become that it's it's because i'm much older i feel i'm i'm much older than you so i remember even in canada like you couldn't get like they had these countdowns and like rap would make you'd have one rap song bro you'd wait like so long to see that rap song but now yeah. this 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 era it's like all
0: rap now i don't even i don't even rap's know rap's the number one music in the world now bro it's the number so, one music yeah i think people just love the idea that legit you can do bro there's there's a lot of people who The most famous one is, like, Kendrick. Bro, that guy, he doesn't touch beats at all. He's in the room, and he'll tell people, like, do this or do that. uh, Make it sound like this. But there's, like, so many people who just, like, they come up, and they literally never touch a keyboard. I think people love that. Like, they're just like, yo, I'm able to do this.
1: Yeah, well, Kendrick is dope. I feel like he can do, like, seven different voices, like, rap voices. So it's, like, almost like an instrument itself. I don't know. That's one thing I dig about him is, like, how it – it flips all on, on one record,
0: bro. I want to know how his very first time being like, know, like when he like raps like <laughs> that. If anyone in the studio was like, okay, <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> someone goes, man, I'm going to the
0: bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> had to get to regroup. <laughs> but you know, when it comes back platinum, they're like, I said, <laughs> I said, <laughs> bro. You know, when Kendrick was taking the shit, I was like, you know, this music is missing. <laughs> something up there at the top he's missing the top register i just listened to him
1: actually the i just listened to the the damn album and i'm like man it's such a good album just like two days on wednesday
0: not the first time you've listened to it is it
1: no 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 i just remember like there'll be parts where he was like uh he was i know don't (laughs) know like he just like it's almost like he's yawning (laughs) (laughs) it sounds sounds so dope
0: that's one of those like kendrick here's dude i'm Okay, government-wise, I'm five six, but I'm five seven, dude, and I swear to God. Yeah. And Kendrick, Kendrick's shorter than me, and so I attru- yeah. like that. Like, I'm really into the idea of like confidence and what it allows you to do. That guy's got confidence for days. You know why? Because yeah. he fucking reads books for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kendrick for sure reads a book a day. Dude, I feel like <laughs> my life when- would be so much better if I read a book.
1: When Bill Burr was like, uh, he goes, ah, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking read books. Like, <laughs> I, just, like, part of me was like, what? I always thought you read.
0: <laughs> if someone's able to talk for an hour straight, I assume you like no words enough to read.
1: Yeah, but I mean like his jokes that you would think that he'd read. Like, yeah, that's he, what I he thought. He gets
0: stories. Reading. He gets storytelling. Yeah. He gets fucking all that. Um, bro, my thing, the reason I want to read now is because, uh, and this is part of my question about rap. Like, I've had this feeling deep in my head for a long time that get this, I'm fucking stupid, you know, like compared to the rest of the world, I'm dumb. And like, and liking rap growing up was one of the things that my family or like people around me made me think that because they're listening to fucking Los Lonely Boys and fucking Uncle Cracker and all this shit. And I'm vibing out to fucking beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I'm like, this is beautiful too. I'm sorry. You guys can't see that. I know he says, you forgot about two things, my black balls, but there's other good shit, good shit in the movie. music. Dude, it's um, funny because I
1: did have, a, did I have an Uncle Cracker CD? Because I, I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, which is on the border of Detroit. So Kid Rock at that time was pretty huge. And, and the whole like Kid, Uncle Crack. It's just funny that you referenced that. Cause I'm like, dude, I remember being into that and I don't know why yeah. now.
0: I mean, cause they have a couple of fucking hits. How far is her? And I got to stop right now before I pay a fucking royalty. Cause you know, that song's expensive. That sounds like the kind of song where they go through every podcast and they go, Are they singing heaven? They gotta reference heaven. <laughs> Bro, legit, I didn't uh, I went to um I used to work at this sales job that Lily Michelle got me and I got super fired yep. because I'm bad at the job. Uh I also I hated the job, but um I'm still friends with a couple of the people who worked there. We were hanging out at one of their uh one of their parties that they had. And it's a bunch of like frat boy, sorority girl yeah. type of girls, uh, people who work uh, work there, and now all hang out. They listen to all this rap. They listen to all the new shit. They're they're playing pop smoke all night. My drunk ass goes over. I play fucking how far is heaven, however that song is. And yeah. bro, let me tell you, I've never heard people yell louder, bro. <laughs> how far that they get into it, dude? To go from fucking to go from fucking eating uh, Asian pussy, all I need is sweet and sour sauce to fucking how far is heaven that's a that's dude a that's a
1: jump because to go from pop pop smoke like i listen to a lot of pop smoke like i love it to go to that is a big yeah that's a switch right there
0: yeah sure. but that's a quick one like no one it, else yeah you you can't you can't hit fucking californication with red hodge they're like oh you gotta like put like something in the middle there you know yeah I don't know. I, that's why I don't DJ. Because straight up, I'll just be like, hey, if y'all are having fun, listen to this. And they're like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm petty.
1: I'm, I'm selfish with my DJing. If I was to DJ, I was like, this is for me.
0: Bro, some of my favorite videos uh, on people's stories is whenever Natalie Akar puts, puts you on her story, and it's just everyone else is chilling, bro. They're sitting in a corner, and you're in the other corner of the room just fucking like <laughs> vibing out. <laughs> And no one gives a fuck about what you're Nobody doing.
1: Cares, bro, I've done that so many times. Not even like for, it's not even for a video or for Instagram. It's just like, I remember we were listening to, I it was me, her, Mo, Ammer, maybe Amir K. I can't remember everyone in the room. And I think Mo, Mo's wife. Yeah. So what yeah. happened was, you know, the Kendrick Lamar uh, uh, remix of uh, uh, Don't Kill My Vibe featuring Jay-Z. Absolutely. Okay. So I put it on for them. And I just snapped and then it was just awkward. I was just like trying to mouth the words. Like I was losing. I think she <laughs> recorded it too. And then everyone was like, okay, like, so, like what are you, doing? you didn't write the song. <laughs>
0: so, oh, I'm dude. I'm that guy all the time to the point where I'm like, dude, I've positioned myself as yeah. that, as that ADHD young fucking Crazy dude who I'm like, yo, be careful what you play around me because you're going to lose me for four minutes and 30 seconds.
1: Bro, and it's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad because it's like you got to show that. Like for a song like that, I was like, why are we not all standing up here? This is yeah, like Kendrick's verse, Kendrick's verse, Jay-Z's verse, and then Kendrick came back again.
0: <laughs> you tried to – you came back after Jay-Z? You got yeah, balls, he, my boy. Bro, you you know
1: he came back to one-up him. And it, and it was like a – because he did the first verse way different than the second verse – it's so I I don't know, man. I love that remix.
0: It's good, man. It's good. That's one of the I um whenever I try to make a group of people like I do this thing. If I have a couple of drinks to me, I do this thing where a bunch of a room is talking. And if I'm playing a song, I go, yo, 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 yeah. <laughs> this fucking part right here And it's a line where they're like That meant nothing to me That's you know? the same way, <laughs> same way
1: Dude I'm like you gotta hear this line And they're like okay we don't I don't care <laughs>
0: Bro the most angry The most angry that a party ever got at me Was um We're all we're vibing to like rap music all night And it's 1am So you know what's coming on In the air tonight by Phil Collins Of course <laughs> <laughs> bro. Of course um and I'm playing it and let me just tell you everyone was talking and I I forgot how deep into the song the drum solo is I really did and like a minute in I'm like yo 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 yo, yo, yo shush shush shush, shush. <laughs> and I make them wait and everyone's like okay it's this song I know when it is maybe Joey knows and then a minute and a half I make these people stand there quiet and then the drum boom, once it's over they go That wasn't worth (laughs) what you did.
1: Dude, I don't even, I know that song, obviously, but I'm like, (laughs) that's a long time to wait, bro. It's, long, i commend you for that
0: i fucked up but i stood dude i stood i'm not gonna lie bro my face was turning red i was embarrassed because i thought i knew that fucking song i just this year brought my mom and my ex-girlfriend i flew my mom up for a phil collins concert bro oh really? i know phil collins yeah dude i love occasionally when i have a good job i think i'm rich and i but i like fly yeah. my mom up for a concert
1: that's so dope dude that's so yeah
0: dope. we were supposed to see elton john bro i fucking paid 500 dollars i was gonna fly her up Honestly, pandemic saved me a bit of money, my guy. <laughs> I know a lot of people lost jobs, but I'm like, I got, I got a refund for a lot of shit. Hey man, we need some victories in the COVID era. I need so. a couple of wins, bro. I um, I uh, you know my buddy uh, uh Lath right? Yeah. He uh, he uh, I'm getting a bunch of random ass jobs right now. Finally, after all this time, <clears throat> and he just hooked me up with a job at get this, a butcher, bro. I'm doing anything for money. I finna cut like- meat
1: where's the what what borough
0: uh south slope or Carroll gardens oh i think he used to live in that area no yeah yeah yeah, bro we were walking we were walking today walking around and 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 i this is not prompted i literally looked inside i said that's a beautiful apartment and he said that's my old apartment that's walking around
1: crazy yeah sorry he's he's back there though right he was
0: he's flying back to la uh next week and then he's going to come back in 2021
1: Oh, so he came to visit because I was just saw him like in July here.
0: Yeah, he just came to visit. I think to take care of some shit. You know, it's oh, funny. Okay. He's actually someone. So we went to college together for a little bit uh, before he left. But he actually knows my ex girlfriend from like growing up. They've known what? each what? What other col- for years. Wait,
1: what college in New York he went? I thought he went to college in the U in, the, in California.
0: No, oh, he, he went. Uh, he did. I, I he did that thing where you like home for one year. I did it in Miami. You go to school oh. there and you fly over. But he. Uh, this is something I'm, see, my parents are divorced, so I assumed when a couple breaks up, no new friend, like, that's, like, you have to start from scratch with friends. You lose everybody. My dad walked away with a bunch of friends, and my mom's like, oh, I get the house, (laughs) and what else? And I gotta take care of these fucking shit kids. I got no friends now. Um, so after a breakup, I just assume like, uh, you know, I lose all the friends, you know, any friends we made. But Lathe is one of those friends I I stuck by. We fuck with each other heavy.
1: Oh um, shit, okay, that's that's dope. Um, that's dope.
0: Yeah, I mean he he hooked me up with this job, and he knew we were broken up already. It wasn't news to him today. But he says what's up, by the way.
1: Oh, tell him I'll I'll tell him what's up. But I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, you're in LA right now, right?
1: I did. I moved June 9th from New York. Here. Full
0: on move. You're not. You're Full like you move. don't have a spot here.
1: No, I have a. I signed a one year lease here a, on an apartment in Silver Lake.
0: So. Bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss randomly running into you and asking you if you're fucking.
1: <laughs> well i'm still not fucking but i'll be back i'm gonna come back in 2021 to hang
0: probably for all right little i'll little line time. up a couple i'll line up something please please help me out <laughs> uh dude i don't know why did that bit start why did i do that
1: it just li- became well, the thing man It it's fine it's like you know because i think you were like low-key you're like this guy might be fucking a lot and look i'm not i don't wanna I look I you got a good wanna. smile bro people with good smiles fuck I don't like, you know, I don't like, I do like to kiss and tell. Trust me. I've been one of those people and I still probably am. But yeah, I do. I do get busy. I don't want to be arrogant. Okay. So you were, (laughs) you (laughs) were calling me out. There was truth there. I just think I got bashful and shy. And I was (laughs) like, but there is like, you know, y'all hit a dry spell, obviously. But you know, when when I'm out there, I'm out there. I'm on the court. I'm on the court. I just want you to know that.
0: Dude, I, not only do I appreciate your honesty, but I appreciate the game and I need to learn a little bit. <laughs> Dude, this is my first time dating. My ex and I were together for four years. It's my first time dating as an adult man. My first time dating as an adult man. Um,
1: Where'd you guys meet? Again? Was it in New York or? Yeah, no? in
0: college, in college. Okay. And I was a senior and she was a sophomore or was it? No, I was a junior. She was a, she was a freshman. She was like younger, you know, she's younger than me. Dude, literally no shit about my ex. I, I, I love her. I think she's great. Um, but I am now that I'm five months into this, I'm grateful. I get to date as an adult, bro. Like I'm learning shit about myself. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about myself. I learned that. You, do you know Lily Michelle, the comic?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Um, uh, every girl, <laughs> every girl I've been on a date with looks exactly like her, bro. And she's my best friend, <laughs> and she won't let it go. She won't let it go, bro. And it's, it's, it's a coincidence, bro. I'm swiping on Tinder and Bumble. I'm not fucking. You don't choose <laughs> who's down to actually meet up. You don't choose who's actually down to go out. <laughs> yes, like, they're mean, also Iranian and Armenian. Like, yes, they are. Oh but that's shit. fucking... It's that close. It's that... I didn't even
1: know. I thought you
0: Bro, was one cool. of them was named Lily. <laughs> 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 um, and, now, and now's the point where I probably have to stop saying stuff because um, I've gotten in trouble before, kissing and telling on fucking on, on shows.
1: Yeah, I've gone. I've gotten in trouble too, man. So I kind of like I've gone in trouble.
0: I mean, have you ever like has it been in trouble? Like you're like you're dating someone and you're like just sp- like you like some. If you don't say it like ex- like clearly, I feel like some girls are like, this is not what I signed up for. Like our like making our private shit public in a way, you know.
1: Oh, I've I've had the conversation prior. You know that I'm like, look, I could possibly be tell this on stage. And you know they'll they'll either tell me there if they're cool with it or not, or we've we've been we've been so close that I've done it and then they've been cool with it. Um, I had one girlfriend, bless her bless her heart. She would she didn't care, and then whatever it was personal, she would allow me to do it up there. And uh, the one one I broke up with my girlfriend, my last girlfriend, and I was telling a story about how I bought her these Jordans, and I, they were Jordans that I actually wanted. And then that was the part where I was I was after the breakup, I'm like, look, I don't even care if she fucks another guy. I just want her to keep wearing those Jordans. That was the joke. <laughs> like, uh, I don't even care if she fucks the guy in front of me as long as the Jordans are on. Like, you pan and you see the Jordans on. So, I think a a guy that knows both of us went and told her. That's where I was like, fuck. And I don't know if she's pissed. Like, you know what I mean? But it was just, that's where it gets kind of dicey there. That's the- I,
0: Yeah, man. I for For me, it's less on stage because, I mean, I go up there with I've learned a lot recently that I'm I'm a I'm more of an off the cuff fucking guy. I love crowd work. I make yeah. up songs and shit. Like, I fuck around. So I actually don't like prepared material as much. But where I get in trouble is shit like this, where we're talking heads and we're fucking, you know, we're shooting the shit. If if the conversation gets to dating, what yeah. am I supposed to say? I'm not. No, like I'm like I, I want to no. like to sh- uh-huh. talk about it. Yeah. Um. But you know, I think I think it's weird. I think it's weird when you're not like, if you if if she's not your girlfriend or your fucking fiance or wife, and it's like, oh, uh, like for example, this, I'm going on a third date with a girl tonight. Yeah. I'm already I'm already scared to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going on a third date uh, uh, tonight, and like, if I were like like, if I say anything about the date, like on the next episode, and we didn't talk about, like, we're not we're not together, so she's not like signing up to have like, but also no one would know
1: well yeah. that's see i've done that too i've done that where i've not said the name like I, I remember i was like you know i i remember i was i was with a i remember this story happened to me where i was like they were like trying to get me to send a, a dick pic and they were they were like and i yeah. don't do that and then i don't I do it, send it i eventually did send it to the person and then i go um what a, are you gonna send some and then they were like I'm sorry, I can't. And I was like, did I just get friend-zoned on a dick pic? Yo! <laughs> so I remember telling that story and like me and the person, well, you know, we never officially dated, but we have known each other for so long. So then there's nerves there where you're like, fuck house. But I never said the name. Yeah. In the I never said anything. I didn't give any detail. I just said it was a girl. So yeah, it's dicey sometimes because you don't know how they're gonna take that if they did hear it and they're like, what the fuck? We didn't speak on this. But I just thought it was a funny, funny thing that happened to me. So, you know, I was selfishly saying it
0: as yeah. I am now again. Well, I mean, you already said it, so you can't get in trouble on here, bro. Yeah. You can't get in trouble on here. But I, um, I, I when I go on dates, I mean, like, right, I was unemployed for a while. So now they're asking, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm strictly like, I'm just working on this. I'm working on, like, I'm a I podcast, I'm a comic, whatever. So this girl finds my podcast. Cause on the date I told her like oh I gotta you know I got a deal I'm working like with a you know with a network now it, it's it's cool it feels real, she's like oh I'll listen to it, and I had to, I straight up said when you know me better, don't listen to it right now, for the love of God, I feel like if we have a date set and she listened to this, it would be canceled.
1: Well, it depend. I do you though because it depends on how harsh. I don't know, man. I've I've been talked about on podcasts like where. Some information has, has has been said and I'm like, but I guess I could do comedy, so it doesn't really matter because I'm putting myself out yeah. there. I guess it's different if you're not in the entertainment world. You'd be like, that's my privacy. Yeah. I feel like the joke is funny as fuck and no it's not hurting anyone's feelings. I don't know. I I'm I'm more about the story. You know, I, mean? I love even if I'm losing in the story, I just think it's funny to get it out there.
0: Yeah, man. Bro, I dude. If I can look like an idiot to tell a good story, I'll fucking yeah. do it. Because I yeah. do it anyways, bro. If you play <laughs> Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, I'm in the corner, bro. I'm fucking two-stepping and I'm yelling. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm about that I same can? life. Man. I'm about that same life.
0: Word. Bro, we're going to cut. Uh, we're going to take a break right now and come right back. All right. Okay, we back, baby. Um, let's see. Um Bro, when was the where was the first place you moved to? Uh from Canada? because you're you're from Toronto, right? That's where you started doing comedy.
1: I no, I'm from Windsor, Canada, which is on the border of Detroit. And
0: you and you just fucking said that. Imagine how well I listen on these dates. No, it's all good. God dude. damn it.
1: When, Toronto is such a popular place now that it's just like easily, you know, other Canadian cities get sucked into that. No, I started comedy in Windsor, then I did open mics in Michigan, like in the Detroit area as well, and then I moved to Toronto.
0: Word, okay. Yeah. I was born outside of Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, I mean, I was born yeah. outside of, uh, at Royal Oak Hospital.
1: Oh, okay. I've been, uh, there's a, uh, Royal Oak has uh, Mark Release Comedy Castle, so I'd always be out there for that.
0: Word. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a funny trajectory, man, to go from Windsor into the U.S. and, and then, then go back.
1: Well, I was going to stay in the U.S. I didn't understand anything about immigration. I thought you could just pay like 50 bucks and you'd become an American citizen. I had no knowledge. No, word. <laughs> I was like, so stupid on that. So, I was gonna move to New York or LA, and then a comic at the time from Canada, a headliner coming through my city, was like, Why don't you just move to Toronto, dude? That's where it's popping. And then that weekend, my boy, who's in a band, was moving, the whole band was moving, and then I goes, Actually, I'm going up there to see them. And he goes, Cool, you go to Yuck Yucks and check out Russell Peters. And this is when Russell right. was bubbling, was about to pop. And then I went downtown, well, he got me in watched it and it was the energy and I'll never forget the energy in that room people were on like on it was like they were at a hundred waiting for him bro and he was in the corner I remember seeing him in the corner with this like fly ass suit he was wearing or just this outfit and then it was he had it was like the drip he had the drip he comes on stage, smashes it and then I think I moved a year later and then he was he blew the I think he was just huge so it was like Yeah, I wasn't even planning on moving to Canada. Like, I was in Canada. I don't know why I said... I think Windsor's Americanized, bro, because I almost said I didn't think about moving to Canada. I am... (laughs) (laughs) Windsor is, like, such a suburb of You're like, I have no
0: fucking idea who I am! (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's dope. I mean, you got to see, like, right before you moved somewhere, you got to see, like, what the fucking pinnacle of the art form is and you're like oh like is did did watching him do that you're like oh I could fuck it I could murder if I tried you know
1: uh watching him watching him actually yeah watching him was more of like I was watching like an uh uh, like an event or something happen, like something part of history happening it felt like I was like what is this feeling but I remember when I moved to Toronto there's this comedian who's like named Ryan Belleville he was like doing he was on covers of magazines in Toronto. He was doing a lot of TV. He was doing movies. He was just everywhere, bro. And I this girl I was like kind of this girl I was seeing, another comic, took me to see him at like uh, this club called Laugh Resort. And dude, he smashed so hard. I loved his energy. I think he was improvising. It was a mix of improvised stand-up. And I remember going home with her after going, I gotta do whatever that that guy did. Yeah. I have to do. And then like years later cause I was an open Mm micer in the city. I remember he saw me at this place called the Rivley, and he, and then he gave me props and I remember going to him. I'm like, Hey bro, I don't know if this is going to weird you out, but I want to tell you that when I saw you perform years ago, that was a motivation for me because someone had told me you were the best in the city. So I wanted to be the best in the city. So I used that set as a motivation to become, you know, and I just remember I I couldn't all night, I couldn't sleep. I just thought about your set for like for weeks, uh, and you know, I would tell people, I'm like that Ryan Belleville set was just unbelievable. It was the dopest yeah. thing I've seen in the city. So, and then we just became like cool after that and stuff. So it was just, yeah, cause yeah, it was just crazy that I got to be able to share that with him. Cause like yeah. it was levels, right? He was already at a higher level, yeah, by any means. So he had no, what well, would he care to talk to me? So I was just grinding it out, and then to get to that, cause he's like, yo, I've never seen you before, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I don't. I wasn't playing clubs normally, I wasn't on TV in Canada, so it was dope to have that conversation with him.
0: Yeah, bro, one of the coolest things about comedy, even more so than acting, is the idea of like, cause I feel like in acting, there's even more ego involved, like in a certain way. Yeah. But like comedians, I'm straight up, I'm friends with people who like, when I moved here when I was 18, I was like, yo, they're amazing. And now like yeah. fucking we hang, bro. That's like, yeah, that's wow. amazing to me. That like, you know, you're you're always so close to the top in reality, you know? And it really just takes someone to fucking be like, you're good. Or, Hey, why don't you do this with me? Or something like that. Like that's all you need.
1: But comedy kind of brings us together because there's always that thing. When you talk to comedians that you bond on is stand up. Mm -hmm. So no matter, I think like what level you're at, there's that, they understood they either, you both understand where you came from in that scene. Like, do you know what I mean? You can relate on certain things of like hecklers or, shitty road gigs like there's always that bond there i think i don't know about with actors because i'm not like a actor actor per se like i've only just started yeah. to so but with stand-up yeah i could just bond bond with pretty much any stand-up
0: was rami your first uh acting gig or no
1: in america in canada i had done um i'd gone on a show called mtv live so they've been doing it for like eight nine years and i joined the cast somebody hadn't moved on so I auditioned, oh, audition, join that. So I would do like sketches, tape pieces, and then I would do on on air live show. And then from there I would do like uh, certain parts in Canada. And then in like 2017, 18, I was guest starring on a show called Mr. D in Canada that's on Netflix and Hulu. It's about a gym, it's about a teacher who wants to be like the head of phys ed. And then, um, which went on for like eight years, which is very hard to do in Canada. Um, yeah. And, then from there, I got Rami. From now, that, that that was, yeah, I got Rami after that.
0: Word. Is that, is, is Rami the reason why you moved to New York at a certain point?
1: No, I actually moved to New York because I hated LA at the time. This is in 2016. I was hella depressed. Not a lot of people kind of knew it. I was just starting to turn down sets. I just didn't feel like, even if I was doing well in LA, like performing, I just didn't want to be here. It was ego because like I had reached a certain level in Canada and, I, and I'd go back to Canada and get love. I got go on any stage I wanted to come back to LA, not the same. And I, I, and I understood I had to build myself up because they didn't know me, but my yeah. ego just couldn't, ha- I just couldn't do it. Like at the time and I was felt depressed and I was like, I got to get out of here. And I just moved to New York just because I wanted to be somewhere else. I didn't even really think stand up or anything. And then from there I saw, I already knew Rami from like 10 years ago. Uh, but and when I got to New York, I ran into him at the Arab Festival at, this, at the old stand. And that's when he's like, I already knew he had a show and he was filming the pilot, but he was like, Do you want to audition? I was like, Yeah, I was like, sure. And that's how, yeah, I perspired from there.
0: That's dope. When you, how different were your beginnings in LA and in New York? Because it seems like after not having a good time in LA, like you'd come to New York a little bit more fired up. Like, I'm coming here to be inspired.
1: I came, you know, I came just to be, to enjoy a city. And I knew my friends, Nathan McIntosh, were there. I've known Nathan for like 14 plus years. So, and I knew Alex Pavone for like 10 plus years. So I already knew they were there. And, yeah. I, and then Giulio I, I we were all in a group chat. So, I, you know, I was the only one on the West Coast. So I already had that crew there. And I knew like, um, uh, fuck, I knew they had like, you know, I knew Case Rosso. They introduced me to Sam Rubinoff. Yeah, uh, uh, Scopo. So there was Mike Albanese, there was already Akash, I knew from ways back, Andrew Schultz, I knew from ways back. So there was already a core group of people that, you know, I liked and I felt comfortable with. So moving, I was just excited to be out to be
0: there. You know, Bro, what it, I mean? so- it sounded so, like you just you didn't really have a community out in LA.
1: I did. But it was it's a different it was different. Like I had good people out in LA. Like I had Rami, I had uh, my buddy Ray. Um, there was a lot of Canadians that moved here. So, um, I just had a good group of people in LA, but like, you know, New York, like you get there, you're in diners, you're walking. It's just like a different atmosphere that I really, you know, I love Toronto and Toronto was kind of like had the same vibes as New York. So yeah. I wanted that part of this, of a city. So, and yeah, I loved it, dude. And, and, uh, I wasn't really even thinking about standup. I knew I'd have to do the open mics and that was tough. And I remember I was struggling as well in New York. I was like, fucking invested all this time in Canada, got all these credits to get a green card to move away to start at the bottom again. Not necessarily fully at the bottom, but it was yeah. still tough. I was thirty eight. I was like, what am I doing? I'm on a on a bucket show, and there was you know nothing really popping. And then I think with the with Rami and then getting a, uh, the Netflix half hour, it really like uh, took me out of a, a darker place that I was in, to be honest.
0: Jesus imagine imagine how fucking confused some people who like didn't know you very well and they're like how do open mics with this when the fuck did this guy get 30 minutes what fucking mic did he do that there was a was there a booker at this fucking alligator lounge what the fuck oh i remember the alligator yeah yeah
1: dude i remember remember bombing so hard at the alligator lounge dude because people would be like even you know what's weird is like i would go to this show in, in, in New York, I can't remember where, I'm, it's by the Barclays Center. And I would go there all the time. Like not all the time, but I've been there a few and I remember messaging them and I got nothing. This is before I was on Ramy. And I remember going to see a theater, Yakub, performing as friends with her. And then they were like, the host there was like, hey, uh, do you wanna go on? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know how she knew me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I guess. Like it was like middle of the show, bro. Like, I was yeah. like, that, that doesn't happen. And then then you come to realize at the end, she's like, oh, I watched Rami. You know what I mean? Because I don't walk right. with that energy like everyone's watching this. So I was just like, what? Uh, and then I got to do like five minutes, but it was such a different vibe from when I used to go and I wasn't on Rami. So it's just, and I know that's natural. It happens in, in entertainment. Yeah. But it was just funny to me where I was like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah do i want to like, go yeah <laughs> i guess hanging out does help <laughs> Just fucking hang you know those people they got nothing they're like yo hey we gotta go hang outside the club we have to go hang outside the club maybe they can fucking throw us up i hate that shit though, so. i know i i mean i did that when i was fucking younger and i'm so glad that i know that that's not that's not the vibe that's not how you no. do it bro i've no. gotten i've gotten more in my career based off of shit in my whatever career i fucking have but like I mean, people who have just seen me... Bro, my TikTok has gotten me more shit than anything yeah. else. I'm like, it's never what you fucking think it's going to be. No, but it's it's definitely not. not standing outside of a room waiting for someone to talk to you.
1: No, no. The only odd... Like, again, the odd time that... The only reason that it happens to me now just hanging out is because if they're fans of that show, they're like... And also, they don't even know I do comedy. Sometimes they'll come up and they're like, oh, dude, you're just here to watch the show? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're like i didn't know you did stand up i go no i i know i'm a thespian of acting like you know what i'm saying it's so new to acting as well so
0: bro, that'd be fun. such a fun bit they're like do you do stand up you're like no but i'd actually like really love to try do you have five minutes <laughs> go pretend like it's your first time
1: <laughs> you're like man the guy from rami bomb
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but it's okay it was his first he was fucking around you know he was just chasing a dream
1: there's a, there's a uh, joke we have amongst us. like I, I guess somebody had messaged Rami, and they're like, the Dave Merhege character. And Rami was just like <laughs> clowning me. It was me and the uh, comic Paul Aaliyah. He goes, he goes, dude, he goes he was the Dave Merhege character. It's like, what the, what is that? So now that's like a joke <laughs> we just say. <laughs> like, the respect this individual gave me
0: is too much. Too much, too much respect. Too much, bro. Dude, I can imagine the clowning, like, in the script now, whenever it's you, it just says, instead of your, the Dave Meher's character. (laughs) You're like, you don't even need to highlight it. It's just the longest fucking name in the entire script. You know it's your line.
1: Dude, I got on set, I got shingles uh, in, in, um, supposedly I had shingles in in February and January and we were filming and they had to tell the whole cast, they had to tell everyone on set that, like, somebody in, Somebody, one of the actors has shingles. You oh, they sh-
0: weren't specific.
1: No, they—they, they, I, they, I think they can't be. So when I well, got to set, obviously they realized, found that it was me. But I mean, a couple of the people on set were like, "Bro, right when they said it, we walked away and we knew it was you." <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, they didn't even think it was They were like, "It's Dave." I'm like, "What the fuck did I show you guys to think that I would get shingles?" And no,
0: I don't know how to say it, but like when I just hear the word shingles, I'm like, "I hope Dave's okay." <laughs> That's so fucking funny.
1: Yeah, man, it was that uh,
0: that that uh that like that like a, a set or like a production company. They would try their best to be like, "Listen, we're trying to maintain anonymity. Like, you know, we don't want to embarrass anyone." They're like, "Just say it's Dave." <laughs> yeah
1: dude that's that's what it clearly happened and it was like
0: you're itching you're scratching the back of your fucking neck when you're walking onto the set
1: dude it felt like how people get treated now with covid is like i would have to be like people would be like i had i couldn't eat where people were eating They had to come to me i wasn't allowed to do makeup anymore they'd have to come to the trailer
0: god did that feel lonely as fuck how long did that last
1: two weeks, I want to say, maybe, or a week and a half. It did feel very, very lonely, I'll tell you. But it prepped me for now.
0: Yeah. Oh, you were ready, man. You had you okay. had a little test run. You had a I chapter did. zero. Now you're in the big yeah. story. Bro, I'm trying out um, a new segment on the show. Uh, and this segment is called Say You're Sorry. Okay. I want to hear about a moment in your life that you think about – infrequently, frequently, it comes up in your mind every once in a while, you're like, oh, I wish I could fucking apologize for that, I'm better, I'm better than that now
1: You know, does it have to be a thing that I already apologized for, or no it has to be I've never apologized
0: No, I mean, listen, if you spent years going I need to apologize, and then you did that's that's a good enough story, you already, you went through it
1: Yeah, there was a time there was, I cheated, I cheated on a girlfriend which I regret till this day where, you know, I did say sorry a bunch of times, but it took like Multiple years to get some trust back, and that was like something where I was like, "Fuck, what a dumb move I did." That did you guys shit was
0: still date word. after the after the no, cheating?
1: You guys were still no, together? No, 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 by any means. But I mean, like, there's, yeah, I think that one, that one, yeah, I, I would still. And and another girlfriend I had where I'm always constantly telling her sorry for my past behavior because I was like, you know, yeah, that that for sure. And she's like, "Stop telling. You don't have to say sorry
0: anymore." Yeah
1: i was like well you did send me a lauren hill song at one point
0: <laughs> which means i i hurt you deeply and i deeply, yeah, i just yeah. need to that's the thing is that um so j- just so you know uh i never forgive cheaters um but other than that uh um is that something you attribute to your character now even though it was like so far in the past or like still to this day are you like no, no no i'm a like like how alcoholics even if they're going through treatment like no i'm a cheater like in the background, I've mind.
1: cheated. I've cheated. Just you know, and I used to. And I'm not. I'm not the best with women. I'm not going to sit here and say that. I've, I've I've talked to like five different girls at the same time. I've done that, and I probably still do that behavior. So uh, you know what I mean. I, I would I cheat now? No, no. I I, I would I would like to think I wouldn't. Like if I met someone and I dated someone, and I've had two girlfriends, the last two girlfriends, and I never cheated because I know what I that moment I did cheat it's a fucking worst feeling. It was just so awful.
0: It's very much. No. I've never to, done but, it, but I know I've heard that the feeling is just not, you're like, this wasn't worth it.
1: Was not worth it by any means. And it's just like hard to go. I was like, I never want to go through that again. Um, ever.
0: What do you think? What do you think when you're cheating? Like, like what, like what you're chasing? What was the, what was the, um, scenario? Because I did, oh. I, you know, I dated this girl for four years and I did have those like, like those moments every once in a while you do a bigger show or you you do something yep. bigger like you know you feel like hot shit 300 sold out whatever the fuck and you feel nice people are buying you beers afterwards and i get that feeling where you're like i want to ride this high but like
1: um well it, it's kind of started before that so i would i was seeing a girl on and off for like six years when i first moved to toronto and i would do that i would like break up with her go fuck uh girls come back to her because like she would allow me to, and you know, you know, and I, I would, I would be manipulative to get back in. So we were on that tip or she, I would be staying with her and we'd be broken up and she'd catch me with women outside the apartment, like just foul ass fuck boy shit that I was doing. Yeah. So I think part of me was like enabling that part. So then when I was dating the the girl that I cheated on, I, I uh, who later was like a, a, a very, became a very close friend. Um, I it was dumb, dude. I, I remember I was wasted. I was in Montreal. It was just stupid. I just even like after I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like it was with a friend, like a oh, girl that was wow. like that that would help me book shows and promote my shows I was doing. So I didn't have sex with her. But that's, that still doesn't justify it. But it was just so dumb. I didn't feel good about it. I was like, what well, this was not there was no need for this.
0: Yeah. And that was the last time you did it. No, it's not happening.
1: Yeah, like, you know, when I was in a relationship, yeah, 100%. So that's a lot. That's, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't with that noise anymore.
0: Yeah. I grew up thinking that my dad cheated on my, um, uh, my mom a lot. But now I'm cool with my dad. And he was like, yeah, that never fucking happened. Uh, I'm, like, mad close with my dad. And I'm like, bro, listen to this. I'm cool with my dad now. I learned that he never left us. My mom just kept him away. My abandonment issues are fucking unfounded, bro. Like, I oh, have no shit. reason to have them.
1: She just didn't want to be with him.
0: No, not, uh, he he left her, but he was like he was adamant in the divorce to be like, "I'm leaving you, not the kids."
1: Oh, like,
0: like like I want like I need to like I want to be around the kids. Uh, and and from what I know, I I didn't get to talk to my mom about it. My mom's the more emotional one. It wouldn't be like a nice conversation. It would be uh uh a very long uh very. Yeah. Uh, she's Cuban, dude A very emotional conversation For a very long time yeah. um, But my dad was just like Open and willing To tell me all this shit Because he's like Yeah, I feel I, I, I have to get all this out now Um. But she like Kept him away At bay And was like Your dad doesn't want to see you or your dad doesn't uh, hang out, Even though he was trying So
1: it, This is in Miami, right? They're both still in Miami?
0: Yeah All over South Florida I say Miami Because it's easier To explain to people in New York If they don't ask questions But like Boynton, Boca I've lived all over the fucking place Okay Dade County? Yo, they, that's where I, I, lived there for one year after, before I moved to New York. I moved I down don't know,
1: there. I don't, I, I don't wanna, I'm being like whack because I only know Dade County from- uh, You
0: sounded proud to say, to, to reference county. I only know from
1: strict Daddy, Rick Ross, <laughs> Kendall, those are, those are where I get my Dade County um, references from.
0: You did, the moment Miami was brought up, you were like, yo, 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 okay, when can I say Dade? When can <laughs> I say Dade? I know some shit, I promise. <laughs> I know nothing, you know what right? I mean? Word. Yo, we're going to cut away one more time yeah. for for a little break, and we'll come right back. And we're back, baby. All right. Uh, dude, so there's a segment I have every single guest come on the show and do. And it's a surprise. I didn't warn you about it, obviously. Okay. But it. Um, this show's called Help from a Hypocrite because whenever we... We're going to answer audience questions later uh, and calls for advice. But this story... Uh, that I, I want you to think of a time in your life that was a big learning experience for you. There's a lesson you walked away with. You're like, okay, I'm gonna apply this to my life. And I'm gonna I tell other people about this lesson. I tell them what I learned. But you have a really hard time applying it. Like, like you, you still haven't established it. You're like, you're like aware that 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 there's something to learn, but it's still not in your fucking thick skull.
1: Um, I think it's like, you know, when you let when you when you let when you let other, you don't focus on other people's like what they're doing. That's been a hard, like, used to be so bad back in the day where I would just fall apart and then I would give the advice, but I wasn't taking my own advice. And it's gone a little bit better, but that one is like a, a struggle because, you know, you'll be in a good place and things are good, but when it's not, you'll look elsewhere and you'll be like, fuck, and you start pointing fingers. But then you'll give that, I'll give that advice to people, be like, who cares what other people are doing? That's yeah. one I grapple with uh, heavily.
0: That's the thing, man. There's a lot of, there's so much advice I've gotten all like all the way down to like, aside from like friends, uh, like down to my mom, like my mom saying some shit like, okay, pack before your trip, pack a day before. And then every morning before the flights at 2pm, oh, where's my coat? Where's my coat? Like all like just like the fucking running. Like, yeah, I feel like people give advice that they, that they just want to fucking hear that. I mean, that they just want to implement in their own of life. Of course.
1: I wanted to hear it, but you know, one of the one of, one of the best, I don't think my cousin was giving me advice. I think he was just being honest and I, and it's still till this day, I remember it so vividly. We're in our hometown, we're at the bar, we're watching. I think vi- there's this show that came on in Canada that, that people make fun of music videos. And I was like, never been able to get on it. And I was complaining and bitching and my cousin turned to me and he goes, he goes, uh, you know, it's kind of dope that you get to, uh, you get to wake up every day and do something you love. And I was like, "Yeah, it is. It is." And he goes, "Now imagine not." Yeah. And I went, "Oh." He goes, "That's what I go through." And I remember, I the conversation just stopped. I just didn't bring up that stuff ever again to him because it was like, because the way he, the the emotion that he gave me, and the, when I looked at him, I was like, "Oh, this is real. This is like something. I'm being selfish here. This is something this guy's going through, you know, or still going. I don't know." So I. I didn't even take it didn't even sink in bro because I didn't even this was a decade ago it didn't sink into like maybe like 12 years after like I would always think about what my cousin said but not be able to take that advice so it's just like but it was something that I always stuck with me because how he was like you're looking at the wrong thing bro I'm out here trying I'm out here like I ain't got that I didn't look at it from that side I was like oh dude if I didn't if I didn't really get this energy or excitement to do comedy, what the fuck would I be doing or feeling? Yeah. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: I chase I chase the I've had two bad fucking sets since uh since quarantine and all this shit's been going on. I mean, everyone's yeah. first everyone's first or, you know, one or two sets has been kind of super off. Um and so it, like the first time I came back, I returned to this thing I got thrown up because it was at the stand and I was hanging uh, with Alexis Guerrero. So I just went to go hang yeah. and, and David Tell was uh, late. And so they were like, can you do 10 minutes? Uh, and I was, I said, yes, even though I haven't remembered a single fucking joke I've ever written throughout all of quarantine. And I go up and I, 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 I do a bunch of crowd work. You're outside, bro. Like crowd work's just different now, you know, when there's yeah. high rise buildings near you and you're outside in a fucking sidewalk. And Uh, it like on and off throughout those eight minutes, I was eating shit, eating complete shit. And then I, and then I closed on a good two minutes and I walked away like, and without being nice to myself, I was like, bro, you're not even good at this shit. You've like been missing this whole time that like, that, that gave you like meaning that like made, that made you happy. It's like the reason you're in New York and taking all these shit fucking jobs, you suck. And then, um, and then I went up again on uh again, it was a drop-in. I was just hanging at Khalil's show, Horseplay, that's now in front of um now instead of Pony Boy, because you can't go in the bar. Uh it's outside of Regina's grocery, uh, okay. that good ass deli. And he was like, Do you want to go up and do seven? And I did, I made it all up in the spot. I felt nice. I walked away. I was like, okay, like I'm in love with it again. And then I did another show last Wednesday that I walked away, like, okay, you're back. But <laughs> but like until then, I was like just operating from this fucking like negative mindset like this, like this, like this, you don't have this, you don't have that. You know, like I have friends with jobs right now, every day they like wake up and do something every day I yeah. wake up. I started strong in the beginning of the pandemic. I wrote two pilots. I wrote like a packet. I felt nice. And then I didn't do shit. You know? Yeah,
1: dude, I I started off doing fuck all for like, uh, four or five months or, or three months. Nothing. I couldn't write. I still don't even, I think, I think two days ago was the first time I started to write standup material. Yeah. Uh, I started to write other stuff, but that took me forever. I don't, I, I stopped being hard on myself for that.
0: Did you compare yourself to anyone else? Uh, Cause this is something I was doing. What I became really jealous of is there was, um, and this is still a negative mindset. I'm working on it, but like, there's people who like just before the pandemic had some shit pop off where at least they get to like work on this thing about yeah. the pandemic. Let's say you have like an overall deal or something like that. You're like writing shows. You like you know something's going to happen. For me, I want to write a show, bro. Like I'm like, you know, I wrote those two pilots, whatever. And I, I want to write more. I want to write more like funny songs and stand up. But like in my head, I'm like, where the fuck are these going? What is the point of this? What's happening? You know?
1: Yeah, I I felt that too. I felt all these emotions you're saying. I feel, I just started to be like, I'm just writing this for myself right now. It just started, for me, it started to feel therapeutic more because I had some, you know, something happened, something personal happened. And I wanted to like, I just didn't know how to, you know, I guess I just needed to express myself. And then that helped me write. And then I was just writing because I was feeling good. I didn't really think about, and I knew like, everything's on a halt. Right. So I think I was just writing from the perspective of feeling good and that felt good to me. And then I just kept going, but I understand the frustrations. I've had the same frustrations as you. I used to sit with sets that were bad for months. I used to let them dictate how my overall emotion was. And it wasn't until I started to go, man, I can't live my life just for that set or stand up. I got to, I can't allow that. So I started to work on that. And with the help of therapy, I just kind of can, dif- I can separate those two now more than ever. But again, I've been doing it for like fucking 15 plus years. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I can, I register like, bro, I think I, yeah, I, fucking, I remember bombing and I'm walking away and then like maybe three hours later, I'm fine. I'm like, bro, I'm not doing this. I'm gonna go have yeah. a good time in life. I use, I've been down this road so for 10 years where I let it break me, I'm not doing this anymore. It just comes with time, I feel to be honest
0: word dude i'm trying dude i'm trying to get into therapy because but every single fucking place is so goddamn backed up right now no one's returning my calls they're making
1: them they're making they're making guap as they say bro as as gucci man would say they're making
0: guap yeah man and i you know what i'm so down to pay i just want to be (laughs) helped i just want to be fucking helped, they're
1: making their money bro they're gonna your therapist is gonna come out with a chain dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and your <therapist> is gonna, <laughs> they're just gonna be like just popping off dude
0: <laughs> god damn bro i mean you know everyone it's their gold rush but for for that oh, it's fucking yeah. serotonin and dopamine rush is what they're fucking getting um i need help <laughs> <laughs> i've been going dude this whole thing like this whole pandemic's been a growth period i'm like doing shit on my fucking own and i'm like Yeah. You get help from like fucking, my mom's a doctor. She's not a fucking therapist. My dad's a doctor, not a therapist. I have friends, but like, I just, I want to get, I want to be given one piece of advice from someone where I'm like, Oh, they know that they know the DSM or whatever the fuck they know what they're saying.
1: Dude. I find my, whenever my therapist loses it on the sub about the subway, I find, I find a deeper connection to them because I'm like, okay, they're real. They're real people. Yeah. Like when my therapist goes off and she's like, fuck this stupid subway. I'm like, or fuck the L train in New York. I go, this is what I signed up for, for you to fucking snap, dude. I'm in in on this and it makes me feel like closer because it feels real. Do you know what I mean? Instead of someone just kind of listening to you, you know, I was like, oh, you go through real problems too.
0: I've only ever had, I've only ever had one, uh, therapist from like growing up. And he was just, he was one of those guys who just sat there. How's that make you feel? Was yeah. that was that that kind of fucking thing? And like No, as no, a, that's the shit. I didn't want to. Yeah, man. I was, I, yeah. When I and when I was younger, I like I just already saw through the fucking I was like, oh, you don't fucking give a shit. Once it's like 450, yeah. you're clocking the fuck out. Like you're done. If I saw what you're doodling, bro, oh, I'm gonna be pissed. Cause it's probably yeah. no notes. Um and I have friends who have these therapists who uh uh kind of justify everything instead of like talk through it. Like these people yeah. who are, are told like, oh no, your feelings are feeling, you know, it's okay to feel that. And I'm like, but I, like, I'm like, you know, but if you feel that all the time, why don't we figure out like where the fucking I feelings don't... coming from? What do you mean? The feelings are feeling, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I dude, I agree. I, 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 I'm, I'm on the same page as you, bro. I want to, I want an asshole therapist, bro. I, I want a therapist to be like, <laughs> you're being a fucking asshole. I need someone to tell me that I'm a fucking idiot. I do.
1: Yeah. I I feel that's the best tough love you can get that like, you're being a piece of shit. Yeah.
0: I need that. I need that perfect mix of, um, of, uh, let's say like, 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 like an angry mom, but she can't actually hit me. You know,
1: (laughs) there are, there are therapists out there like that, where I'm telling you, man, just keep looking.
0: I want that. I need that bro we're gonna let's get into the audience questions man i have i have a i have two good ones right here and i'm gonna save i'm gonna save the better one for for last um let's see here's one that we got through email uh as a writer how do i get over the constant stress of wanting to write everything all the time for material
1: how do you get get, that feeling you you get you want to get over that
0: Yeah, I get, I get what this person's saying. Like that idea of I don't know. I always I feel super stressed out to like if 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 I make if I say something to make someone laugh, I'm like I have to write this down.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 kind of doesn't go away. To be honest with you, I remember, I remember I would write everything. Like I would I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just be looking around like a psychopath, or I would be like I would snatch up a napkin. I'm like you gonna use that? I just like I was on that tip for like so long, and I think as I got like. You know, I started, when you start to find your voice or uh, I would start to edit the thought before I wrote it down, like I'm like, okay, does this, am I going to really work on this more or is this just a thought for the moment? Like if I'm actually going to like invest in this, I'm going to write this down. So I remember like, I'm trying to think of an idea. I remember um, like there was, I was walking by with my boy and I saw Beware Beware of Dog and I was just, I was just riffing with him like wow, bro, if your dog needs a beware sign, why have the dog? Like, this is obviously not a friendly-ass <laughs> dog. So, but he goes, yo, you should write that. And I, didn't, I was like, you know, no, nah, I don't want to. Because I I, I didn't, wasn't going to extend on it. So I yeah. think it's like, for me personally, I don't want to, you know, I don't know how everyone else operates. It's like, if it, if it doesn't motivate me that much, I won't write it down. It has to really, I started editing it in my head yeah. before I just grabbed anything and started
0: writing. So. I feel, the the what like, I still occasionally, the only time, the only time I like have to fucking, I always walk with a notebook in my pocket yeah. so I don't have to like reach for shit and there's one next to my bed. Like I'm kind of, I'm ready, like no matter where I am to like have a thought, but like I know there's different periods where I'm like, I, if I haven't written a lot, then I'm like, oh, that's just anything. And I fucking write it down to yeah. make me feel like it. And then I look back and be like, were well, you fucking on dope. What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> But there's occasionally these thoughts that usually do happen in the shower. If I'm just like walking home, where I literally, and this always feels crazy to me, but like, I'll write down a joke and sometimes I'll like, I'll voice my moment so I can like speak it out because I literally envision myself saying the initial idea and then a second thought and then a third one. And I'm like, if I can do that right now, just thinking about the first idea, then imagine if I like sat down and thought about that's it. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, really, I feel it's like, it's, it's like, it has to be something that drives me further than just the one thought. Like, I'm like, okay, I can, I can expand on this.
0: Yeah. And I had my, 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 my ex-girlfriend was very supportive, but I could tell sometimes she got angry uh, or just bothered. Maybe not angry, but like she's sleeping over. And and like in the middle of a conversation, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I need to write this down. And like, instead of like two seconds, I'd like, expand on it like while i'm sitting there and it'd be like five or ten minutes of of her just like sitting there and like that's i understand if if this person wants to like calm down on that because they're like oh it's affecting my daily fucking well
1: yeah it's like constantly disrespecting people but i mean like again it's like it's a beautiful thing you're just really inspired you know i think it's just a beautiful thing that you're inspired that much i don't think you should take it as like this is this is awful i don't know if they are i'm just saying it's very inspiring and it's very creative you're just you're just in and I get like that too. You're just in the fucking, you're in it, man. You got the juice, dude. Just keep going. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think you should knock it down or or I think you should just write it out.
0: Yeah, and I always get mad excited to write shit because for a while I, uh, like when I grab anything, it's because I'm not really operating from a fucking ab- abundance mindset at all. I'm like, if I don't write this down, I will not think of something else. But you that, know? that's
1: another thing too, dude. It's like, you'll go into dry spells and then you'll wish that you were, writing so do you know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes you'll be in a dry swell for two months and you'll hope to have that feeling that you had when you were writing too much, maybe.
0: Yeah man. Uh but the, if there's one thing I know about the quarantine is that a lot of fucking people they're like, I can't write. You know, I just haven't been Same, writing. That was me, bro. Yeah. That was me. When you said it, when you said it made me feel good because you fucking I think you're really fucking funny. And whenever I see Thank you, I'm bro. like, you got good shit.
1: Dude I yeah, it was like three months, bro. I was t- I I couldn't do a Zoom show. I couldn't do any I remember I think they were asking me to take over an Instagram, someone's Instagram page. I was like, nope, can't. And I, and I, I, you know, you have the fear of like losing work, but I was like, look, I don't emotionally feel well. So if I put something out, it's going to be trash. Yeah. Why am I wasting my time and your time?
0: I, f- I keep I keep putting myself in this position that that it's one of the reasons why I love this podcast is because it's technically it's fucking content you really don't have to work on like I think a, yeah. I think of segments I think of questions and I fucking you just put it out like it doesn't really matter yeah. you know and like material has to be like so meticulously crafted. So I yeah. put, I know I put myself in a position whenever I did a zoom show. I also did this like every every other night I did a, a late night show from my fucking bedroom called before bedtime and I would write 10 jokes from the news and then the rest of it would just be fucking riffing for like the next hour. And I was like, this feels good to me. I don't think I ever want to write a joke again, bro. <laughs> Cause this, this makes it fun again. I, yeah. I felt, fa- I fall in and out of love with stand standup uh, so often.
1: Yeah. That's a normal complete. I've, i there been, there've been years or dude, there was a fuck. Even before I shot good friend, bad grammar, I was like, bro, I don't even know if I got it. I'm not even that. Everyone lied to me. I'm not even that funny. And yeah, Lord. that's the feeling I had. And then I was I bombed two shows on a in a weekend somewhere before I taped the special on a. Oh, Tuesday. The,
0: was it the fucking weekend before?
1: It was Friday, Saturday. I filmed Tuesday. So Get the
0: like, fuck off, oh, fuck yeah, me,
1: dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Am I even like? I don't even want to do stand up. And so you never know, man. And I just found energy, you know, great. A lot of it too. I'm, was with the, the person who went on before me was a friend of mine. I I purposely wanted him to be there. It was Dino Archie, very funny comic uh, uh, from LA, but lives in Vancouver. So he went out before me and set the mood. Like you, like, yeah, man. And that's where my energy, because what we edited out, it wasn't in the special is that I was riffing about how one time he tucked me in. (laughs) I was staying at his place and I was half asleep and he, walked out to, to to turn on something and then he walked by the couch and then he went and I saw him but I couldn't open my eyes so I saw him and I closed my eyes and he tucked me in and I riffed with that we've riffed on it before and it just put me in a in a dope ass mood but yeah sometimes dude you're gonna feel like I don't want to do comedy anymore fuck it that's normal I still feel that
0: that's beautiful dude. wait you riffed before you initially did like before you eventually did the, the walk out to the fucking to the music
1: no i walked out and started out riffing we just edited that because it did because i was riffing like he was he was at the side you couldn't see him the only Word. audience knew he was there so i was like yo yo dino remember when you tucked me in and we just start you just hear him laughing we obviously couldn't put that we didn't want that in there it, it, it wouldn't have made it might not have made sense
0: The beautiful crowd work you fucking did when that guy dropped his fucking glass and i think oh. you went off for like eight minutes dude <laughs> And you're like, you like I you know what? You have this, bro. Like you fucking deserve that. You need this, man. I love you. Thank you. That was fire, dude. I always get so like I know for a fact, like for me, bro. I I came comedy is I came to this conclusion during the quarantine that comedy truly is a means to an end for me. I wanna be a fucking movie star in reality. I wanna be like a TV star, movie star, and like and I wanna be one of those appear like kind of like a Robert williams he did a lot of fucking movies and then like yeah. occasionally he'd you know stop in the fucking store release an hour like that's the kind of shit i want to do um and what the fuck was i just fucking saying uh,
1: i mean don't i mean dude you obviously i would just keep doing that you, you know it's a it's a thing of like you have to like not that you're doing it you're like you know you can't say that it's a means to an end you got to be some diehard stand-up i I always wanted to do stand up and then get into acting since I was 14. Yeah. I was but I mean like I do a lot of stand up so sometimes my friends that are comedians are like, "Oh man, you you wanted to act?" Cuz I never spoke about it. But yeah. I wanted to act from day 1. That's I was trying to find my voice to get acting jobs. So if I found my voice on stage, you can cast me from that. That was my yes. whole goal. I just never spoke about it. I just looked like a diehard stand up. Yeah. You know, got loves, but I which I love stand up, but Man, I, I was a means to an end was also in my mind. So I would never I would say that proudly. Do you know what I mean? I feel sometimes yeah. are like I like they, you know, comics die hard. Comics want to be like, man, you ain't really about it. But i yeah, like, it's a
0: real New York thing, man. man. I've never really okay. heard it come out of someone who's from LA, but in New York, there's all these fucking listen, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not gardening, but there's dirt under my fucking nails <laughs> from how hard I work.
1: <laughs> at Fuck fucking that,
0: And I'm like, leave me alone, bro. In all honesty, I fucking crush harder than you. Yeah, fuck that. No, because you're coming in here with a book full of fucking one liners that you meticulously (laughs) crafted.
1: Do not listen to any of that bullshit, bro. I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I would not listen to it. Just do, just do. spent
0: years listening to it, bro. I've spent years listening to everyone's fucking. Because already I'm like, I'm a theater person and I'm coming in and I like, initially when I started doing stand up, my jokes were super rehearsed, bro. Like I'm like, I'm performing them kind of like a monologue and then I learned how to get loose and now I straight up go up and do 15 minutes I didn't fucking write. But, like, throughout all that time before I got to that comfort, everyone's opinion meant so fucking much. Because in my head, I was like, I am not a comic. I am a comedian, which is, you know, apparently yeah. a different fucking label. Uh, and I'm coming at it from a different angle. But now in my head, I'm like, no, dude, you're a fucking comic no matter what the fuck people say or not.
1: Dude, be the star that you want to be. Who I, I'm telling you, whatever they say will not mean anything fucking two years later it doesn't matter they don't nobody really knows you know their true their path just do do that don't don't um don't apologize for anything if you want to fuck it if you want to go do 15 minutes of no material do whatever this is your this is your platform i was gonna say canvas but that sounds corny and so artsy
0: no i like it man this is
1: like (laughs) this is your art this is what you fucking wake up to do so who gives a fuck about some guy Who fucking watched twenty two hours of Bill Hicks? Who has a fucking uh, notepad with like fucking premises and is wearing a fucking Doug Stanhope shirt? There's nothing wrong with any of that. I'm saying it's like that. It's never the person that's on their shirt that you're annoyed at. It's what they it. It's what they've inspired that you're like. Yeah. Thanks. You missed the whole point. Like. (laughs) 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 Never. They never. The idols are all the the. The fucking people they inspire are usually like fucking psychopaths. You're like, uh, yeah, and they don't take it how it is, and they'll come to you and be like, "You're not a purist," but who cares, bro? I look at it this way: if you're entertaining as fuck, then go go with it. And this is what you enjoy doing and love. Just do it, bro. Don't ever yeah. don't listen. That's all I can say. Don't ever listen to that shit.
0: Good shit, bro. We're gonna get this. Is our last question? This is our last part of the episode right here. Um it's a pretty good fucking question um it reads let me pull this up. okay ever had a hard time embracing people laughing at the things about you that you can't control
1: yeah for a while it would be like for yeah it was like you know sometimes just certain parts of my personality they would just laugh and I i used to get angry and feel like insecure about and then i had to let that go
0: like fucking going hard on rap music and just fucking vibing out and having a good time. That too, that
1: that there was like parts of like you know my, uh, I come sometimes I come across ditzy or like uh, and then it's just getting made fun of about it all the time. You know, you know, like uh, it's just Damn. certain parts of your personality that you're you're like you feel sensitive about. Now I'm like I embrace it. But yeah, there's there was a lot of that coming up for sure, even now. But like I'm learning how to just accept it
0: and uh, yeah, you
1: know, not let it get. To me.
0: You know, what's crazy for me is first of all, literally everything you just said is what I'm like in my, like in every friend group I'm in, first of all, I'm 25. So every friend group I'm in, when I'm at a comedy show, I am usually the youngest person. Yeah. So I'm already kind of treated as the baby as such. And I really do like dig into that. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. Like I play into it, but then yeah. I do walk away. And I'm like, are you stupid? Are you stupid? <laughs> like, no, it's like, I do the I same as you
1: bro. I played, I played like, you know, people make fun of me for that. They're like, you know, they're like, you're stupid, or or whatever the case is. But then I'll walk away, being like, there were times where I'm like, am I dumb, dude? <laughs> like, did I just did I become dumb over time, or was I just originally dumb and now they're just it's amplified more? Yeah. But then I realize I'm like, I'm like, you know, sometimes people will start. I'm easy. People easily make fun of me, bro. Like I'll walk into a room, the guy doesn't even fucking know me, or the girl doesn't know me, and out of the whole group, I'll get dissed. I watched people go hi, how you doing? And they're like, Hey, why are you wearing that shirt? And I'm like, I don't even know you. But like, I did believe I have that energy that, yeah. that people gravitate to. So I used to get angry about it and be like, what the fuck? Like, let's do this. You want to, you want to, but then I yeah.
0: realized
1: they're not even, they're not coming from that place. So no. I feel like I'm similar to you in certain aspects.
0: Yeah, man, I do. I, I get that a hundred percent. Cause there's I know the better way to look at it is not that this person's fucking with you, but you literally give off an energy where people think it's okay to uh, fuck with yeah. you because you can take it and yeah. you'll dish it back and you'll have a fun time. Yes. But for a while I was like, "Oh, I'm just a little target ass bitch yeah. that everyone thinks they can fucking make fun of." Yeah, that's how I felt too, bro. You know? Crazy. And like and I and I would walk away being like I wrote a joke at one point. I was like I oh, I'm going to butcher my own fucking joke. I can't fucking remember, but it was something like Like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if, if, like, if I, if I, I don't know if I truly have friends or if I just hang out with my bullies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 there was a couple of friends I had, I go, you know, they're just bullying me, so I had to, I had to tell my one friend, I'm like, you just can't call, you can't loosely call me retarded. (laughs) He goes, what? I go, like, you can't just do that. Like, we're, you're, yeah. you're starting to do it in public with, like, next to, a, like, a male person. Like, you're yeah. not even doing it in, like, you're.
0: it's too loose. You're like, so first of all, like, the word's not okay. Second, not okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fucking, I'm trying, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's two things here that are wrong. You
1: can't say that word anymore, and also, we're in the mall. And, I, and I'm and i sorry.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny, man? I I, I, I slept over this girl's place. And when I woke up in the morning, I checked out the bookshelf. And once I saw a book about AI, I was like, this won't work out. That was my initial reaction <laughs> before I was like, you could just read. Just Do read that. a little bit.
1: I, I slept over a woman's house once, and she has a twin, twin brother. But when I was walking in her living room, the twin brother looked exactly like her. And his room was across the hallway.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> So
1: I like, like I mean like she had short hair he had short hair like if I came out
0: it would have been like yo round two and this person would be like round like, one yeah, okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's how I know you're more mature to me because I said I slept over a girl's place you go I spent the night at a woman's place <laughs> that's how I know you're a fucking more of a man than I am
1: I'm older bro I'm 40 years old dude I'm I got I got age so
0: I feel you. I like, I'm still, I'm still new to the whole, I mean, I've only done it three times since, uh, since I'm single, I'm new to the whole waking up in a space that you don't fucking remember and, 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 and figuring out what the morning is going to be like after the night was what it was, you know?
1: You get used to it, but I don't want to tell you that because that just shows how many times I've done it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, this is, dude, this is such a new thing to me. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a little Catholic boy. I feel dirty. It does, you
1: know, you'll start, you do feel that, but then you'll start to be like, maybe like, you know, you both are adults and you're like, you're both having a good time and you understand if you communicate what you were doing in that moment, like we're just here to have fun, then you don't wake up as much feeling dirty because you've communicated that prior, before. So I feel it starts to not start to be dirty when like nobody's telling each other anything and you're just constantly doing that. So you'll wake up going like, fuck man, I'm such a fucking fuck boy you know what i mean but if you both yeah. are like look i'm not looking for something i ain't either and then you have a good time you wake up better
0: yeah wake up like,
1: okay dude you want breakfast no okay see you that was a great time maybe yeah. we'll do this again
0: word man that's you know i'm fucking i'm learning i'm trying to i didn't do anything when i was younger bro i was not like a hookup i would like i would hook up like at a party in like fucking high school but i never like even in the beginning of college bro i just didn't do it i wasn't yeah, a hookup dude. guy And I I feel like I'm trying to make up for lost time. And let me tell you right now, probably would have been better if I was younger. I feel like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know. I do. I also have this, I went to college in the city and I tried doing stand up when I was young. Like I started so young. I thought I was going to be like this fucking prodigy, bro. And I'm like in the city, young and, all these other people who I talked to, you know, they went to like, they lived in a college town. They didn't really start doing shit until like, they're like a little bit older. They got to focus on stuff, they got to fuck around. They got to like, yeah. they tried a couple of drugs maybe. I've only ever touched weed and fucking, uh, and my and my prescribed Adderall, like that's it, okay. you know? But everyone else I feel like comes with all this experience and I'm like, I've had three fucking girlfriends whom I loved <laughs> and that's, and like, and like, that's my experience. You know, so like Well, you
1: got time, bro That's what I mean Like, you know, I I, I kind of Yeah, you just get You know, I never had long relationships So, you know what I'm saying? You you have that up on me You know, but I mean, like, you'll I I think it's dope, though You get to experience it now Yeah I think, man You got 25 years old You're out there, you know As long as you're having protected sex I sound like a father Uh, Thank you, dad live it, bro Live it
0: Bro, my my dad never told me that So what you just said I appreciate it (laughs) Um, but yo, just to answer this person's question again, like going through, like what I just said, these are all thoughts I've had while I'm dating or while I'm performing. Like I put myself in this position where I'm getting laughs people like, like, and also when I'm not performing, I just like people like me because of these, I think the people have told me this. I'm not judging why people like me, but like, they're like, you know, you know how to be in like, you know, how to have a good time. You know how to play stupid and you know how to whatever. But like, I walk away all the time like th- like, okay so I woke up with this girl the other day and we're still talking in the morning and at one point she asks uh what's it like being a comedian like we just never got to that conversation I'm also glad we didn't because what a boring question to answer yeah. every time you go on a date uh I'm like it's fun whatever like you know it's you know it's different because we do it I feel like it, whenever whenever we answer that question to someone who's a fan of comedy we take away some of the 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 luster like some of the yeah Cause we're like, I don't know. We just, we do it. We need to the do it. Of it. Um, like a word, but. but what I said, like as my genuine answer, I was like, oh word, you're going to come this hard. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, you don't know this person. But I was like, um, in all honesty, I have fun doing it, but whenever I meet anyone who's like my age and they're just kind of, they're thriving, you know, like they're, they're doing great. They're making money, bro. They're making six figures or they're making whatever they they live in their own uh, to everyone else, even to my parents, I think I'm like, I am, I'm an idiot. I'm a professional idiot. Like I'm a clown. I'm, I'm literally a clown. I chose to be a clown and no one really respects that until your name is in the paper or you're making money. Like good money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you, but it's like, you know, I feel like it's almost like a secret society we're in, we're in, where we we're we're around people. Like we know something that they don't know. Like they have their they have their fancy jobs and their, 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 their job, like their houses and all that. But then we get to play at night. Almost we get, we we get this other world we're in that it's like, so special when you look back at it, you're like, I look back at, you know, now, now, you know, even though, you know, I've steady work and, 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 you know, maybe some name in the paper, I always look back at, like, I always find myself texting homies, like, yo, man, remember when we did this, when we ran around the city, like those memories always stand out to me. Always, always, always. More more so than anything else now. I'm like, remember when we were like, just being like creative, bro? We didn't really fucking, you know, remember we had like, we had to put our money together to eat Chinese food in Toronto on on, on Spadina. Like that shit always stands out to me. So, and I get it. Like, it's like you feel like a clown and you're stupid, but you are doing something again that's so, that, I, my, my other cousin, he'll always ask me and he is like a, a nice house great job family and he's always like bro tell me about stand up like just the way he leans in he's like yeah so blown away and to us we'll be like god stand up because we're so invested in it like we give that answer yeah. you gave her and they're yeah. just like but they're, they're to them they're like what you got to fly
0: out someone paid you <laughs> yeah to go talk for 15 minutes yeah. it's wild dude it's wild there's like I, uh every single time I, I i go to uh i meet a lot of people through these people who used to work at this sales job with me yeah. and uh and you know these like these 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 fraternity type of guys and when you tell them you're a comic they usually do flip out oh do you you love chappelle you love you know, they yeah. they come and you have that conversation but there was one guy i met at this last party where he like he asked me questions I was like genuinely excited to answer. I was like, cause he was he wasn't like probing for that kind of stuff. And he was like, I should come out. And while all these other spots during quarantine were drop-ins, I yeah. actually had one coming up. This guy comes, he sits in the front row. He's not like intrusive in that way. Sometimes like a friend could be in like in the front row. Like, yeah. you know, and and I was like, oh, I forgot what it was like to like perform and like have someone who's like just so genuinely interested in what yeah. you do come and not make a huge fucking deal about it.
1: Exactly. Cause it's like, it's like, it's like so interesting to them, bro. It's like such a wild thing to do. Just like to chase your dream. Like a lot of people do, well, a lot of people might not bro. So you, you're making these steps that they're like, fuck, I, I just doing a job for money. I just yeah. went to school cause it was like, I need to grow up and need a career you're doing something you actually are inspired to do. And again, it just goes to show how dope it is. And we forget because we start getting invested in the business. We're like, fuck, I don't have this. I got to do a writing packet, all these things. Yeah. But to somebody who sued that, you're like, you're that guy who showed up, he's like, dude, just uh, make me laugh. This is crazy that you're that you in behind the mic now. Yeah. He doesn't know what a fucking tonight show, like he doesn't know the intricacy of getting a tonight, uh, like a late night spot. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. So.
0: God damn. Well, we're, dude, this was such a fire episode. I appreciate you coming on, man.
1: You're great, bro. I, you know, you're, you're really funny, dude. It, this is great and uh, great energy. I really enjoyed myself. You made me laugh 100% for real. There was no fake laughs there. I'll just tell you that straight up.
0: Dude, I hope every single time I go out from now on, people give me that seal of approval. <laughs> hey, just so you know, not one of those were fake. I love Wait, you.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how it is, though. I'm not telling lies. Sometimes I feel you. you. Like, you're cornered and you're like fuck after a while you're like fuck i'm not laughing yeah i think but from the beginning i was like fuck man he's on. he's doing it dude he's he's got a grasp of his podcast it's like it's like there's no legs like you don't even need me to talk it's just like you're such a personality yourself that it's like fuck you don't even need guests bro that's like yeah and you mean you know you've been on a podcast where you're like these yeah. motherfuckers guest. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> they need to bounce off of something they need bro. some in
1: the room right so uh no it's it's great dude keep doing it bro keep doing what you're doing
0: i appreciate you man i appreciate you got you got anything you want to you want to tell them anything you want them to fucking look out for uh
1: i would say if they if they can and if they haven't to watch robbie season one and two and i would say you know look me up on instagram and then you can get my comedy there but also there's a podcast that I, I, I we've been putting out recently about anxiety and mental health with an actual therapist. So it's called the beautifully anxious. So if you just go to my Instagram, Dave, we it's there. It's in the link. And I think it's just uh, we're trying to be it's very informative to people who suffer with that. So
0: yeah, dude, I was having so much fun fucking around with you. We talked about some other serious shit. But I was having so much fun fucking around. I I didn't get to bring that up. I wanted to talk about that. But I got Well, we'll have to have you back. I'm down, you back. down. Let me know, bro word, brother. All right. Thanks, Dave.
1: Okay, bro. See you, dog. Peace!
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another goddamn fire Liddy episode down in the books. Uh, (laughs) um, I gotta say, right there at the end uh, when Dave was saying goodbye and he really gave the show And I, his, uh, seal of approval, it, um, it meant the world to me, uh, I think he's great, and, uh, and it, I, I had a fucking fabulous time recording this, this episode. Uh, I hope you guys check out his album, uh, Good Friend, Bad Grammar, and, uh, and I hope you watch the show Rami, uh, which he is fantastic on, uh, and check out anything else, man, he, he, he was honestly the consummate guest, consummate professional, Great guy, and um, and I, I look forward to getting more of these kinds of episodes in the future. Uh, I haven't had a guest on yet where it felt like I was um, uh, working. You know, some people do make this this uh, one-on-one conversation thing where you're trying to have fun but also learn a little bit about each other. They, they, they make it feel a little bit like you got to push and work for it. Um, no one on the show so far has made me feel like that. But some have made me feel like it was effortless. And that's what Dave uh, just did for me this episode. So he's like that on everything he does. He's a great guy. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Make sure to check out his stuff. And I'll see you next week. Bye. I love you.